Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, it's noon here in... Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Bethesda, Maryland, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for Monday, February 13th, the day before, the day before St. Valentine's Day. Yes. Oh, it is. Yes, I, it is. A reminder, I have work to do on that front, but we will get to it, Pops, because we love our girlfriend, so we will definitely get to it. Now, before we get to it... <laughs> We are going to talk about, yeah, go ahead. You can react to that. <laughs> she's not our girlfriend. She's your girlfriend. I happen to think very, very highly of her <laughs> as well, but that doesn't make her my girlfriend. All right, here's the deal. We have record auto loan delinquency data that just came out hot off the presses. And dad, when I saw this information, I just thought to myself, I fully i understand the auto market the least right now as i ever have since we've been doing this dad this data will come down to it in just a second here auto market weekly summary came out this morning yes when we share information like this it's not opinionated okay this is what we're seeing from cox automotive and others let me scroll down on the screen here dad we've got used vehicle sales rise growth in consumer borrowing slowed auto loan performance deteriorated further let me zoom on in on this so we can Dig in together. You ready? Okay. Yes. Auto loan performance in January saw further deterioration. The delinquency rate for loans 60 or more days past due increased by 2% and was up 20% from a year ago. Of delinquent auto loans, 1.89% were severely delinquent, an increase from 1.84% in December, and the highest rate in the data series back to 2006 severely delinquent is defined as over 90 days delinquent yeah it went up again dad yeah and your point it it went up again and and okay and when you say that gee it went up again you you would normally go well that that's a bad thing uh that that doesn't bode well However, it is still below, delinquency rates are still below what the average delinquency rates were in 2019 pre-pandemic. Not delinquency rates, no. Delinquency rates that are higher than they've been since 2006. Default rates are still below. But delinquency rates, delinquency rates are the leading indicator for defaults and defaults are repossessions. So we are seeing delinquency rates at, at, at the highest historic level we've ever seen. And it is not, it's not dissimilar depending on the credit spectrum. I mean, that's, that's where this article goes on, Dad, or the data goes on to say compared to a year ago, mm-hmm. the severe delinquency rate was 38 basis points higher. In January, 7.3% of subprime loans were severely delinquent. Nearly one in 10 subprime auto loans are over 90 days past due, up from 7.11%, and that's up 1.56% year over year. It's also the highest dating back to 2006. Now, to your point, Dad, 
Yes. We can't, we can't just brush over subprimes, but we will come back to it. But to your point, the high level of severe, del- severe excuse me, delinquencies has not led to equivalent growth in defaults, but defaults are growing. Loan defaults increased 6.2% from December and were up 33.5% from a year ago. The annualized auto loan default rate in January was 272 which was lower than the 3.24% rate in January 2019. The default rate in 2022 was 2.28, up from the low of 1.98, but still lower than the 2.9 rate in 2019. All that to say, Dad, you're right. Repos, repo rates have not skyrocketed to historic numbers, but they are up 33% year over year. Yes. And the leading indicator for what the repo rate will be is up for subprime borrowers to an astronomical nearly 1 in 10, 7.3%, over 90 days delinquent. I don't, I don't know... I don't know what to say about this. I don't know what the conversation is. I simply find the data to be fascinating. I have fundamentally no clue what it will do to the market because I don't understand why prices are going up, but I always <laughs> wanted to share it with you and everyone else. Um, well, and, and I, 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 I guess you could extrapolate out of that that banks are more willing to allow customers to fall further and further behind without actually repossessing the collateral that uh, that secures that loan now maybe huh. maybe they're doing that because um they they wrote such a large loan that they don't want to have that huge loss when they take it to the auctions but we do know that auction values wholesale values have gone up six, they went up two and a half percent just in the month of January um, and are still going up. So, you know, what, what does it all mean? I, 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 it means it means banks are more willing to let the customers fall further and further behind in their payments. Um, and historically speaking, I believe that once people fall like 60, 90, 120 days behind in their payments, they ain't never going to catch up. Historically speaking, it doesn't happen. They don't catch up. Um, so I, I agree with you. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know what the hell it means. Can I show you one other thing? Certainly. That's, that's your job. All right. You guys can all go on LinkedIn at your own time. My dad and I are there on LinkedIn. I encourage you all to, to connect with us. This came from a man named Chris Bishop, Dad. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. Alarming auto loan delinquency rates from a recent Bank Reg data report. Quote, truest bank just restructured $516 million worth of auto loans with a, get this, $123 million worth of it being delinquent. This wow. just shouts desperation. Two weeks ago, uh, bank auto lenders Capital One and Ally are also having issues. Capital One's auto delinquency rate went from 5.45% in Q3 to 6.38% in Q4. Ally went from 4.61 to 5.39. All right, folks, let's all do the math together here. We're saying 123 million out of 560. That is a 24% delinquency rate. Yeah, I, it makes you wonder what guidelines Truist is using to decide whether or not to write a loan for somebody. 
Um, and if you've stepped outside, you've seen a new Truist building go up near you. They're freaking everywhere. So obviously there's been a huge investment. They acquired customers like crazy. And now they're running at a quarter of their portfolio of auto loans, at least the 500 million that they, they tried to uh, restructure, dad, that they tried to sell to other people. A mm -hmm. quarter of it's delinquent. This should be mainstream news. This should be headline news. There is no world where this doesn't become a apocalypse that we've been talking about. I just don't understand. Maybe if you just keep flooding more fake dollars into the industry, like maybe it happens. I just, I don't see it, dad. I don't get it. I can't comprehend it. And eventually someone's going to have to pay for this. And I think the person holding the bag is the bank. It's truest. Or if they sell um, it out to someone else, it's whoever well, they sold it to. No, the it, it, it'll be their investors. Okay. Uh, I'm sure those who started truest will have, made sure to have lined their pockets long before the uh, investors get fleeced uh, from out of their pockets. But yeah, it, it, it reminds me of something that I had seen in the early 2000s, um, and it was prior to the Great Recession. And at that time, if you wanted a mortgage or even if you wanted an automobile loan, typically, if you could fog a mirror, in other words, if you could prove you were still breathing, the bank would lend you the money. Um, and it sounds to me that for Truist, that, that's their criteria. Uh, are they alive? Is the applicant alive? If they're alive, <laughs> they're approved. Okay? If, if they're dead... I don't know. We might still consider it, but if they're if they're alive, even if they're on life support, give them that loan, okay? Um, and that I, I'm no expert, but I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that meshes with what the government has in mind when it comes to structuring loans and approving loans. Uh, you know, there's certain guidelines that that banks are supposed to follow so that we don't find ourselves in in the same situation that we found ourselves in in 2007, 2008, 2009. Um, and so at the same time, Dad, it is happening, right? This came out Friday of last week from the same data source, Cox Automotive. Auto credit availability tightened again in January. You can read through this full page, but the story yes. is pretty simple. It's it's. Uh, leaders at these banks are uh, listening to what you were just saying, Dad, or they're saying the same exact thing. The availability to credit, this is what this index tracks, has plummeted yes. from where it previously was back at the end of last year, uh, back at the end of 2021, excuse me, in the beginning of 2022. We're down significantly. So banks are starting to tighten it, tightening the their um, uh, requirements. What doesn't make sense to me then yes. is in the same auto market weekly update, Cox Automotive talks about how there was an increase in used vehicles sold in January and that January was stronger than expected and February has started out stronger than expected. We talked about it on Saturday night. We pulled up that Morgan Stanley research. They interviewed mm -hmm. a Ford dealer and a Toyota dealer, and they both said, we have no clue why market's so strong right now, but it is. We've just had our best start to February ever. Make this make sense for me, Dad. I don't I get it. If it's Access to credit is harder. The price on your car is going to be higher as your monthly price is going to be higher because the APR is higher. People are delinquent on loans at a higher rate than we've ever seen before. That's not hyperbolic. That's fact. Why are more cars being sold? 
why I don't I don't I fundamentally this is one of the first times in, in the history of us doing car edge that I just don't freaking understand. Well, um, honestly, I, I don't either, other than those that are still buying cars are those who can actually afford to be in the market. Um, and those that can afford to be in the market, apparently, you know, typically you would think they're smarter people because, well, they actually yeah. have money and they can afford to be in the market. But apparently well, no, there's a correlation there. Yeah. But apparently they ain't paying any attention to pricing and they don't seem to care. Um, I, I just know in the 40 plus years I spent in retail automotive. January and February sucked with a capital S. Okay. You, you, maybe, maybe it's because, you know, for the bulk of my career, I was in the, on the East coast um, and it was cold and it was miserable. And we just didn't sell a lot of cars in January and February did not March 1st would roll around. And it was like somebody hit a switch and all of a sudden customers were back again. Yeah. So, so I don't get why January would have been good and fed the start to February would, would be as good as it's purportedly is. Um, I do know, uh, huh. based on, on the information we get, that the market of people who can actually afford, the, the number of people who can actually afford to be in the new and used car market is smaller than it had been. And it's smaller than it had been because interest rates are higher, monthly payments are higher, the affordability issues are continuing for the vast majority of Americans. Even manufacturers and banks are starting to say we have an affordability issue with our pricing. I have heard rumors that Honda is going to bring back a lot of their LX models because they need to have more cars that are more affordable for more people. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I want to say it's a blip because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, I, I want to say it's an aberration. It's an anomaly because it just, it just doesn't pencil when you look at all the competing numbers. So maybe Richard's onto something that yeah. maybe it's people are afraid of interest rates going even higher. So they're saying, okay, let me go buy it now. I mean, maybe that could be a driving factor, but again, the, the average transaction prices, how, I mean, it's just, we did a video over on, on the, on the main carriage channel. And what was it Dad? we, we looked at a Nissan rogue. rogue I think it yes. was. Yes. And you had to make, what was it in Texas? You had to be making like as a household, well over a hundred thousand dollars a year to afford a Nissan rogue, a used one. So like, yeah, maybe it's people being prescient and saying, all right, I think, I think, you know, uh, APRs are going to keep going up. So let me go out there and buy a car now. But man, those people are probably overextending themselves just like, just like obviously a lot of people were last year and in the prior year that are now going delinquent. So maybe that's a factor. Maybe. I, 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 I don't know. You, you would think <sighs> there's herd mentality, you know, and, Oftentimes, 
people psychologically fall prey to her herd mentality because when they see others doing something, they they just assume, well, if others are doing it, I should be doing it, which is in many cases, if you were to see that, you should say what the others are doing doesn't make any damn sense. And so I know I definitely shouldn't be doing that, but that's not the way psychology works in human beings. So I, it's just, it's not sustainable. Okay. These prices are not sustainable. This, this market can't grow on the backs of fewer and fewer people who can actually afford to buy it. The only thing that's going to allow the market to grow is yeah. if we figure out ways to make make affordable vehicles affordable for more people so that the the market could grow. It, it just can't be for people who have experienced financial security because the bulk of those of us in America don't have that. The bulk of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. The bulk of Americans don't have a thousand dollars squirreled away somewhere in for an emergency. So how can, how can what we are seeing, how can that be sustainable? Um, and, and I don't think it is. And when you see, when we see default rates and delinquency rates going up and we see yeah. banks setting aside more money for loans that they think are going to go bad, how much more warning signs do we need to say we need to make adjustments? Now, at the same time, Dad, we had on Friday, we had CPI numbers from October through December get revised up. So if we think yes. inflation is under control, that's another storyline here. Inflation's not under control. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah. Interest rates are going to continue to rise. The I bet you what we're seeing here in January with used car prices will, will materially impact how the Federal Reserve thinks about increasing federal funds rates again later this year, maybe not a quarter of a basis point increase, but a half basis point increase. And we've got that in the chat. Brad saying used car rates over 6%, new car rates through the manufacturer zero to 3%, depending on length of the loan. I'm sorry, Brad. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. In the some average cases. used car, the average used car APR in the United States right now is 12%, just under 12%. The average new car APR is north of 8%. So most people are paying more as a result of APR is going up. And honestly, if inflation keeps going up and we're revising numbers back in the wrong direction, that's just going to influence the Fed. So maybe maybe that all those factors, Dad, will continue to influence people to say, OK, let me just go out and buy now. I guess I guess but I I can't I can't make sense out of this either. And it makes me think it's a bit of a bubble that's that's building up again. I, I know I saw an ad for Nissan yesterday. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was during the Super Bowl, but at some point yesterday, I saw it. And they were offering 0% uh, up to 36 months. And they even had some lease specials. Um, yep. So there you could you could see, okay, Nissan saying the way to make vehicles a tad more affordable 
is to offer some vented interest rates. So 0% for 36 months or leases for $299 a month. Um, so some manufacturers are stepping up and yeah. increasing their incentives to try and address the affordability issue. Um, the Fed, I believe, if, if, if January and February continue to be stronger than ever used car months, um, and we know on the retail side of new cars, it was down in January. Mm -hmm. My suspicion is it'll be down again in February. Um, so that the Fed can look and say, well, what we're doing to impact inflation on the new car side of things is taking hold to a certain degree because we've seen sales go down. Fleet sales have gone up, but retail sales have gone down to retail customers. However, it doesn't seem to be working on the used car side of things. So would the Fed, I don't know, maybe look at a, at a 50 basis point increase next time or a 75 basis point increase next time to try and, cons and, and get inflation further under control to stop people from buying um, big ticket items, yeah. because that's what the Fed's trying to do to slow things down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Let's switch gears, Pops. You mentioned automakers might have to change how they're approaching things. And obviously we are seeing, you know, we saw Ford CEO come out earlier this year and say, we expect our MSRPs to go down about 5% or average transaction prices, excuse me, to go down about 5%. Yeah. Thank you, Auburn alum. We appreciate the thoughtful, thoughtful contribution. Um, yes, that there's do. other automakers who, at least yesterday, if you were watching the Super Bowl, which a hundred plus million people were here in the United States, um, that there's other automakers who are just trying to get us excited about more EVs. And I know you and yeah. Justice yes. will be going live in about 25 minutes over at Car Edge Electric. So please tune in for that show pops and justice that did you happen to see though there was one commercial that stood out to me yesterday it was the ram rev which i think is a it's pretty catchy the innuendo yeah. packed super bowl ad did you you saw that one right um can i tell you i was i was in the bathroom at that at that moment so i did not i you know i i hey I, do you I, want to watch it together I, I had to pee. What can I tell you? And I, you know, and I, I didn't mind missing commercials when it was time to pee. I didn't want to miss the game. <laughs> okay. I think yeah, that's let's very watch fair. it. I never saw it. Yeah, please. All right. Give me one second here. Let me get everything <laughs> set up so you'll be able to hear it. I, 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 I apologize, everybody, for having to pee when I peed yesterday. <laughs> All right. Let me know. Can you see that on your end, Dad? I can. All right, now I'm going to play it for one second. I want to make sure you can hear it. Are you excited, Are you excited about, about buying electric vehicles? You can hear it? Okay. It, it, uh, yeah, but there's a hell of an echo. There's an echo? Give me one second. I got that going in there. Why would there be an echo, Pops? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe there wasn't. Try it again. <laughs> Let's just play the damn thing so I can see it. 
vehicle, vehicle but worried that it could that leave, it could you, leave you, unsatisfied. you unsatisfied, then you could then be you one could of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. Symptoms may include fearing you might not be able to last as long as you'd like. There's plenty of charge for it. Sometimes it goes away. A lot of times. There's such a such a feedback loop that I'm hearing every line three times. Um, oh man, echo. Sorry, Dan. yeah. I don't know why they're yeah. doing echo. My apologies. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I, I probably do uh, do suffer from dad PE or whatever the hell it was. Wait, yeah, PE. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Um. All right, let me try one more time. Can you still hear me, Dad? I can hear you, buddy. All right, let me try one more time. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Let me know ASAP if it's still an issue. Being unsure if you have enough power. Was that good? I couldn't tell. You know, you let it go for like a third of a second. <laughs> All right, we'll stop. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry for the production issues. I thought I had everything working there. Echo, echo. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. We'll, we'll get it prepped out for tomorrow so that we can actually have my dad watch it. Don't watch it, dad. I, 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 you know, I, I, can I honestly say I, I have no desire to watch it, but I will watch it with you tomorrow, if need be, uh, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of our community. And that's what I was, Mr. Tomato Head kind of got at the, yeah. at the gist of it, a non-existent vehicle that might come out Q4 2024, zero specs or range available, desperate, yeah. I kind of agree with that. Um, it is super interesting. Like they literally at the end of that, it's like coming Q4 2024. And you're sitting there and you're like, wait, we're in Q1 2023. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll watch it tomorrow, Pops. Okay. You shouldn't come in from Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. My home state is skewing the market. California car prices, new and used, seem to be creeping back up. New used dealers are not negotiating. And I've started to see market adjustments over $2,000. Again, again, we hope it's a blip. We hope it's not the the, the new reality. Uh, I would hope it's not the new reality, but maybe it's just the reality in California. Yeah, seriously. Pops, yes. let's call the show for today. That way you can get prepared over at Car Edge Electric to go live with Justice. So if you guys are interested, please tune in 20 minutes from now. It's going to be a very interesting show. I'm, I'm excited to tune in. And thank you, everyone, for the ideas around uh, the audio not working. If any of you are curious, maybe I'll create a video over on my personal channel. We use a virtual audio interface, and I put audio in. from. I, I got it screwed up from when we did the call-in show on Saturday night. So I just got to go back. I just got tested. I didn't think we were going to watch the ad. I thought my dad had watched it already. So I'll get it prepped out for tomorrow, and we should be a-okay. Well, I... If you'd like, I, I could promise to never pee again. <laughs> I don't want you to never pee again. I think that would be a major mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if that's the case, uh, where I'm not going to make a major mistake like that, I will say we will be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray. Um, so thanks everybody for being here today and we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks pops. See you guys. Thank you. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow to get the news you can use from YAA. 
YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Ah!